us an example of something that's like created a, a situation where a gun's been drawn. Like um, being at like, a party, what? being at a party, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, they used to have house parties. Like this whole house would be full. Yeah, you got all this alcohol and weed, and then somebody, some guy walks by and bump you, and you're like, "Hey, man!" And he's like, "What?" You know, what <laughs> oh, yeah. that turned into a fight. <laughs> he, you know, if he got a weapon or he got a weapon, they pull it out. It's on. It's over. Just like that, easy. Today's podcast is brought to you by one of the absolute best real estate agents in the Cleveland market, Tom Sugar with Howard Hanna Real Estate. Tom's here to help you understand the home buying and selling process. Um, he's here to ensure that you're also always going to get the best price, whether you're buying a home or whether you're selling a home, and his customer service skills are top notch. Give Tom a call at 216-406-2841. That's 216-406-2841. You can call or text him or visit his website, shugsells.com, S-H-U-G-S-E-L-L-S.com. Visit Tom Sugar, everybody. He is the best. I recently heard that you, and, and here's here's what the title was, is that you denounced being a crip. Yeah, I man. Wanted... I mean, because, you know, it's like, I'm grown, bro. I'm a right. grown-ass man. I have children. I have grandkids. How many kids you got? I have seven. No way. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. And then I've, I've lost a few, too, in infancy and stuff oh, like sorry. that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, man, it's like, come on, bro. Like, I'm a grown ass man. Like, what do I look like, running yeah. around proclaiming? You know what I mean? What Acting a, like I'm this young, you know, this young gangster, man. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I grew, I, I grew out of it. So why, you know, why would I sit here and still, you know? Is there a reason you left LA? Um, just to get away from the madness. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I left. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, cause yeah. it's like I have a face card, you know. Now I'm, I mean. Not only am I this person that's known where I'm from, but I'm also this person that's known to the world from TV and music. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, it gives people, it gives these new these new people, you know, something to aim at, you know? Yeah. And and, and people on the uh, so-called opposing side of where I come from, you know what do I mean? You, do you worry about mm. uh, that in the sense of, like, the Tupac murder? Because... Truth be told, more than likely, if they do bring that upon Keefe D, mm -hmm. they'll probably call you. Oh, uh, nah. You don't think so? I wasn't there. So I, I have okay, totally Okay, okay, you weren't there. Yeah. Weren't there. <laughs> I just say that because of, like, I just say, the only reason I say that at all is because of your affiliation with Orlando. Yeah, I mean, right? just my friend, though, <laughs> so I don't have no... And that's, and that's it, yeah. right, you know? But I'm not like Vlad, I'm not going to ask you, uh, you yeah. know, 37 different ways, you know, how much you know about that, because, right. uh, but, I, but I think that that's uh, something that I, di I did think about when I saw that. that yeah, I never, I never worry about stuff like that, bro, because, yeah. yeah, nah, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me at all. Yeah, that's, and that's great for you, but getting away from Los Angeles and coming to Vegas, was it, do you think it helped you grow up? If, if we'll say that, or do you think... No, I grew just... up in prison, bro. Prison helped me grow up. Really? Yeah, not none of this. Yeah, prison forced me to make a decision, you know what I'm saying, about where I wanted my life to go, you know uh -huh. what I mean? Because yeah. I went in there with one mentality, and I came home with a different one. I mean, that's what I did. I, in prison, I worked on changing, because prison, 
it's like you have to change yourself. You know, it's not because they call it rehabilitation, but they don't rehabilitate shit. It's like you have to do that work. You right. know what I mean? And so uh, in prison, what I did was I became a bookworm. I went to college and I hung with people in there who were smarter than I was. Other people who changed their lives, you know, those things rubbed off on me. And I just worked at, you know, being a better person and coming coming out different than I went in. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that's a rare way to approach it? Or do you think everybody in prison in some way is trying to approach it like that? And some people are just failing miserably. Yeah, see, prison is a microcosm of of the of the of the greater world, right? The the only difference is there's no women or children, you know? But everything else is there. The drugs is there, the alcohol is there, the corruption is there. Um, you know, it's 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 a different world, man. And you you know, you can either you can either progress or or stay the same. You know what I'm saying? Some people go in there and become smarter criminals. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. prison forces you to use your mind because you don't have a lot to work with. And so some prisoners are the most genius dudes in the world. Like I've seen people make fire from salt and water. <laughs> That's insane. Bro, from salt and water, bro. What the fuck? Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I've seen some of the craziest contraptions in jail, bro. Like like if they would put their mind to use, to, you know, yeah. in the free world, they probably have some inventions and be mega rich from some of the shit I've seen. I feel seen. like these guys, like, is like mean, seriously, is it true? Like, I mean, when you're in prison, I mean, obviously there's shanks and there's weapons and stuff, but yeah, to your point, the, their creativity probably really goes wild. It's because wild. Only I never knew guitar string, guitar string could cut through steel or through metal. Really, bro. So what was like the we use guitar string for a lot of different things. What was the easiest things. way to make a shank in prison? Um, you can use uh, uh, a deodorant, like a roll-on, a speed stick. You can melt that down because it's the. You see how hard the plastic is. Yeah. So you can melt that down and fashion it into a knife. Oh, okay. Um, any type of metal you get, all you need is a rock. You find a rock outside and you use that to sharpen your tip oh, on shit. metal. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 very easy. Did you ever get stabbed in prison or in no. any big prison fights? No, thank God. No. Never. No. But you probably saw some pretty. Epic I was in. I was in the fights. I was in the riots because you know prison is based on race. Everything is race based, so it's usually it's usually white, black, and Hispanics who are rivals. You know, okay. the whites and the the whites and the uh, Hispanics are teamed up against the blacks. <clears throat> And then you have the others, which is Asian, Polynesian. Right. You know, some. So the uh, whites and Hispanics are against the blacks. Yeah, this is in Southern California. But what California. if you don't want to be on with the Hispanics? Like, what if I go in there and I'm like, eh. If, um, you, know, you might have to I'd deal with them. I'd rather be on the blacks <laughs> team, you know what I mean? No, you might have to deal with them because <laughs> they, that's one thing they hate. Because sometimes you will have a Hispanic that's a Crip, or you will have a white guy that's a Crip or a blood. Uh-huh. And they don't like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. they don't like that. So uh, people like that go through a lot. They have to come in there and really put their foot down. They might die in the process sometimes. So you really need to fit a certain demographic to at least uh, yeah. survive you don't have in to, prison. Yeah, you don't really have to be with nobody, but then that puts you out there. Okay. You're like a sore thumb now because when somebody comes for you, who you got to help? Well, that's it. That's why yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'd go in, I'd have to be with the white people. Yep. Right? I wouldn't have a choice. You wouldn't have a choice. Okay. Well, not in California. Or you can go to PC. That's your own, that's your choice to go to protective custody. That's the only choice you got. <laughs> I feel like I drive myself crazy in protective custody. Yeah, I don't know. I you don't know. know. 
Did you ever do protective custody? No, sir. Never. No. Just gen pop. Gen pop the whole way. Yeah, so I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think that that's like, I just think it's crazy to yeah. have to deal with that. And when people would come to prison, did everybody check on who this person was, what they're here for? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a, it's certain places that you go. See, like, you have different levels in California. You have level four, level three, level two, level one. Level four is the most strict. You know, that's when they want to see your paper. Like, when you come there, they want to see your paperwork. Slide your paperwork around so we can see. You know what I'm saying? Whether you snitched on somebody, whether you're a pedophile or things like that. Because that, that'll get you killed. Okay. You know? So, yeah. And then the, 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 uh, the further you go down, once you come down to three and two, it's kind of loose. It's, a more, it's more loose. You know what I'm saying? Because level four... It's so strict because everything is about respect. So you got to know who you're around because you can die when these riots happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's very serious. Yeah. Was prison was a prison riot scarier than like a shootout in the neighborhood? Nah, not to me. Not to you. Nah. But did shootouts that become normal scary to you? As hell, huh? Did shootouts become normal to you as far as bro, dealing I've with seen, them? Bro, I've seen my I've seen enough, bro, and um. You know, when you see that muzzle flashing and, and, and it's aimed at you, like, and you don't know if it's going to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that shit right there, I don't think nothing beats that. Like, you're, yeah, because when you turn around, you're like, yeah, your bro. split second is, I hope I'm, I'm fast I'm talking about enough. multiple, just, just, you know oh what I mean? Like, gosh. yeah, like shit like that, so, yeah. How many times do you think you've been shot at in your life? Oh, I can't even count how many times I've been shot. I've heard bustle, uh, bullets whistle past my ear. I've heard that a lot. I heard that a lot in my life coming up. Were funerals dangerous when you were growing up? Nah. I okay. mean, I, I never I never seen that. I know it happened a few times. But usually LA people respect the funerals, you know what I'm saying? Your whatever rivals or whatever, they don't really mess around with that type of thing. Right. It's yeah. like once that's done, it's done. Yeah, once that's done, it's done. You're growing up in Compton, you're around gangs, you're around violence, you're around struggle, you're around you're just trying to survive. Yeah. Is it from a mental health standpoint, where are you sitting? Because I gotta, I, I really gotta be curious as to like what kind of depression you may have been dealing with that you maybe didn't even realize at the time because right. of everything going on around you. Um, I, I mean, I still want therapy, bro. Like, um, because I know that shit is not normal. When I was in prison, I think on my seventh year, I believe, like, Social Security came there and they, they told us. And because when like people like that come in, they'll take us into the uh, the kitchen. The kitchen is like the largest place where a lot of inmates can fit. So they took us in the kitchen. Social Security came and they said, if you did over five years in here, you automatically qualify for SSI. <clears throat> so you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, of so they know they know the effects that being in that environment for too long it'll have on you. And then all the un unsolved trauma, you know what I'm saying, that a person grew up with. I know, you know, I'm not all the way there, you know, mental health wise, and I definitely want to get help. Like, you know, yeah, I definitely want to. Yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine, and I think it's got to be harder to based on the circumstances it happened with. It wasn't like a circumstance where this one time this happened, right? right. That wasn't the case with you. I mean, it's scary because that's probably something you saw on a weekly basis. Yeah. You know, if not a daily basis on sometimes. Sometimes. Is there anything particular that bothers you more? You know, more than another. Is there a specific memory in your head that maybe drives you a little bit crazier than than another one that you've had? The things that I have in my mind is uh, 
seeing some of my friends dead on the ground, you know, after just been standing there with them and and now have to see them going through the throes of death, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and my baby, losing my baby brother, I wasn't home when my baby brother lost his life, but that thing bothers me so bad, bro. How did your brother pass away? He got murdered at a party. Wow. Yeah. That's one of the things, bro, it's like, it's it's so difficult to to let go you know even though i wasn't there and that's i think that's part of what bothers me and i think god protected me by not allowing me to be out there because i'd have, i'd have probably been back in prison you know what i'm saying for yeah, but you know things like that though those are some of the things that i can't never uh like get out of my head and i, I try daily to i try not to think about it do you feel like you're just like boxed in those walls like that has to be the worst feeling ever it's not only did you just lose somebody but you can't even move outside of yeah of like what this is like that's all i mean i kind of i kind of put it in perspective you know what i'm saying like i understand what it is and i understand where i'm at with it but it's not something like i feel that's holding me back or anything like that something i can't grow from but these are some of the hardest things for me to get past is you know what i'm saying like that those are the greatest challenges mentally that I have is those those things, yeah. How many other guys from the same neighborhood, whether it be Compton or, you know, you talk about guys from Chicago, you know, Atlanta, Cleveland, any hood area particularly, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, do you think that that's everywhere? Absolutely. Yeah. I think some people are just so numb. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about it, you know what I mean? And some people are really numb to it as well. You know, but it it definitely exists. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can act all day like it doesn't bother you. Trust me, man. It it bothers everybody because it's not normal. It's not normal to see you know shit like that. It's not, bro. And this shit, it's not cool or none of that shit. You know? How's the gangbanging changed mm. down from the Bloods and the Crips now versus when you were a kid? Well, a lot of a, a lot of ways it's changed now. You know. All gangs have in LA have more than one color. People think it's just blue and red. Okay. <laughs> right? So each 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 gang have their own uh color that represents where they're from as well. The youngsters now, they wearing all the colors. They don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. So you will see a pack of red and think they're bloods and they might be all crips. Really? You see things like that. It's like some undercover shit. Nah, it's just they 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 crossed they 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 buried that part of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like they still gangbanging and shit, but that that part they didn't got past. And then you'll see, um, you'll see people that used to didn't get along getting along now. You know, like the older generation, they probably have death on both sides, but the younger kids don't really know. And now that they're young adults, it's like, man, we don't give a fuck about that. We cool. Like yeah. you'll see all this type of shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it evolved into some other stuff. What I was, what I found interesting was that. Crips kill Crips, and Bloods also kill Bloods. It's not just yeah. Crips against Bloods. And I was blown away to find that out. Yeah. Because it's, it's based like, on like streets, right? Yes, yeah, street neighborhoods. It's, it's streets. With, it's multiple streets that, that, you know, it's a parameter. You yeah. know what I mean? And usually what happens is with gangs is the ones, the gangs that are closest to you are usually end up being your rivals. For whatever reason, that's just how it, that's how it is. Really? Like eventually, yeah. Because y'all so close. And y'all, y'all would bump heads with each other, and then you know, once it go to a certain to a certain level, there's no coming back from it. What's an example of something that gets taken to a certain level that you look back now and go, "Wow, that was really fucking stupid." Um, when somebody gets shot, that's the level you can't come back from. Now, a fight is easy to come right. back from a fight. Right. But when somebody uses a weapon, 
all bets are off after that. What's the have you like? What's an example of something that's like created a, a situation where a gun's been drawn? Like um, being at like a party, look- being at a party. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, they used to have house parties. Like this whole house would be full. Yeah. You got all this alcohol and weed, and then somebody, some guy walks by and bump you. And you're like, hey, man. And he's like, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That turned into a fight. <laughs> he, you know, if he got a weapon or he got a weapon, they pull it out. It's on. It's over. That, just like that easy. Or a girl, you know, like this one guy could like your girl. And, you know, you if you're a jealous-hearted dude, you know, you're going to want to do something to him. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all type of crap like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. We didn't have, I didn't grow up like that. That's yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Sure. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Thank God for that. Yeah, so what do you plan to do about, about do you, are you going to go to therapy? I've done therapy before. God now. willing, man. God oh. willing. It's something I've thought about. And I've even, I've lined up a, f- a few things with therapists and just never went through with it. <laughs> it's weird when you go, it's kinda, dude. It's a big deal. You know what I mean? To like be vulnerable like yeah. that. When so. I, and I think what's important to remember too is even when you do end up going, and I've had to deal with this for myself is you may end up going to one and being like, that was the shittiest therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And you just give it. I, I always say like, give it four or five people. Okay. Right. Because like, and maybe you're going to go and you're like, Oh, they're not so bad. And then the third time you go, you're like, that was the worst. You know, like I, I used to have a therapist that used to tell me, uh, well, if you had a magic wand, you know, what would you do? And I'm like, I, if I had a fucking magic wand, <laughs> I wouldn't be here, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> right, right, you right. You know, I'd magically take care of all my fucking right. problems. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That was the last oh, time I went to him, man. I swear. Was, that shit's so funny. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think that um, I think that's really cool that you say that, but I, pre- I appreciate you opening up about that as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, what is uh what's your relationship now like with a lot of your friends from the past? Is it still the same or it's is still it the same. Um it's just, you know, everybody's grown and everybody have their own life and you know, a lot of us are on different you know, we're on to different things. Uh-huh. But you know, like sometimes we come together, we'll barbecue, sit around, you know what I'm saying? Because they these are my friends, these are my childhood friends. Like, you know, before we started gangbanging we were friends. And that's why gangbanging is such a deep thing, because a lot of them people ain't people like we just met someday. Uh-huh. Like these are people that our parents knew each other, and then you know we coming up behind them. So that's what it, that's why it's so ingrained in us. You know what I mean? Because you ain't just lost your your homeboy, you lost your friend. Yeah. You know, and that's what really hurts. And sometimes that friend is your family as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's why gangbanging became such a a big deal. You know, and people just think, oh no these guys are crazy and they out here they out here like tripping on colors and shit nah you killed my cousin you know? yeah yeah that's a different <laughs> so, story yeah that shit is deep yeah yeah it's not just because of nothing exactly yeah there's something mm. like that going on obviously that's going to be a, a totally different story do you and I, I i'll just be blunt when i ask this do you think somebody killed easy i do i honestly do who i don't know but yeah i really do think that yeah yeah yeah, I do. And I've got a feeling you're probably not the only one that thinks that. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. They should definitely look into that a little bit more. I would love I would love that, bro. Just so, just so you know, to give us a peace of mind. You know what I mean? And uh, I think I thought one time they were going to. But I think, you know, unfortunately, I hate to say, but I think the people who benefited the most, you know, who have all the all of his things that he left, because his, his children don't got it. Right. 
The really? So, yeah. His so his don't. children, as far as like money and stuff, and his that's kids didn't inherit that record label. They didn't inherit that catalog. They didn't inherit nothing, bro. So whoever benefited is probably the people, you know, that's, that's more most guilty. Yeah. Who ha- who who owns the rights to his I, I music? I don't know. I, they don't have it. That's what I know. I don't know who does, but I know they don't have it. The people uh, who rightly should don't have it. How many people do you think? How many songs do you think are in his book? How many what? How many songs? How many songs? Yeah. Do you think he, that they have like the people like as far as unreleased music from Easy E? Bro, I mean, I'm not unreleased. I, I'm not sure about unreleased because you got to understand. You think you think from nine. You think from 1987 on upward, and then you got to think about all the different groups that they put up. You got to think about all of NWA unreleased music. Um, their individual music that they had because they had solo projects as well. Okay. And then all the groups, you know, uh, JJ Fad, Michelle Lay, the DOC, that's just people I can think of. And all these other not so famous people who didn't really make it big though, but had success, like probably went gold. Right. Like all of these, yeah, it's probably a lot, bro. I know it was a st- inside the studio, they had a room where they kept all of that shit at. And I'm talking about, it looked like, you know, a library it was just Absolutely. rows and rows of real, these real to reels because that's what they used to record on, these big ass round things. So they had just a shit I mean, they had a shit ton of that shit in there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely curious to who owns that and then, or who is the first beneficiary yeah. of his estate. If his children don't have it, you know, then, I mean, that's who should have it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And, you know, that was my main thing because. They were so little, bro, when he passed away. They were really young, you know what I mean? So it's like... Who was his girl at the time? Uh, Tamika Woods. What's she up to these days? I have no clue. Really? Yeah. And did you spend a lot of time with her? No. We no. didn't know her. Um, This was some girl that he was dealing with towards the end of his life that he kept away from everybody. So that's gotta so that's gotta <laughs> make you maybe wonder a little bit too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean that's gotta wake you That's me a saying it without saying it. Yeah, you know of course. I mean? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you all when when your boy switches up on you like that, it's it's gotta be too good to be true. Yeah. We always knew something was going on because sometimes when you be on the phone with him, the way he acts is like, nah, something Something's happening over here. Yeah, I got a cupcake, and that's what we call it. I got a, you know, people are just unfaithful and they have go- things going on, but you can always tell on the phone, of course, when somebody's being a certain way, of course, and you know they're trying to make sure without saying it that you don't say Absolutely. whatever you know it might be. What what ways did he separate himself from you guys when that happened, and how long was she in his life until he died? I, I heard not that long. Um probably not even a year before he passed away you know what i mean i don't i don't know I god mean, that's know. real convenient yeah bro so you know what i mean it's a lot i want to say but i'm not gonna say it yeah it's, it's you know it's kind like of yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing you no, know it's kind of out of my hands because you know that's things that i wish as children you know that's that's more of their right to to be in the middle of stuff like that because that's their blood you know what i yeah. mean so i kind of like washed my hands from all that you know, but I just know like the way he died, how fast he died, like bro, all that shit is strange. Things it's were strange off to me. Yeah, very off. Yeah. Did you know was it Jerry Heller? Is that his name? 
Yeah, I knew Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Did you actually? You did know him. Yeah, for sure. What was he? What was he like? Uh, just like on a, on a level of just meeting him and talking to him. He was cool, man. Jerry was a cool dude, man. Um, he was older. You know, he was an older dude, older Jewish man, and he was cool. He helped me in a lot of situations, bro. Because you know, unfortunately, I was still fucking up a lot. You know okay. what I mean? Because yeah. you know, I'm coming out the streets fresh into music, so I'm still selling drugs. I'm getting caught with pistols. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So Jerry getting me belt out. Because his brother was a judge as well. So he had like a lot of pull. And I remember at my grandparents' house, um, we, me, me and my cousin went to my grandparents' house to sell drugs. That's how crazy my family is. I'm selling <laughs> drugs at my grandparents' house, bro. <laughs> hey, Grandma, Anyhow, I got to go hit this lick real quick. Bro, I'll be right back. So listen, we get caught. I get caught with a whole ounce of coke, like rock cocaine. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm using the restroom. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm actually on the toilet. I'm taking a shit early in the morning, bro. My cousin run in the fucking bathroom with the cops behind him. Oh. Because I guess he was trying to run and flush it. You know what I mean? But I'm on the fucking toilet. The yeah. police, the door busts up and boom, the police right there. I got a whole ounce of cocaine in my pocket. Oh. He trying to flush his ounce of coke. We just got there. Like, probably like the night before this shit. You know so it's saying? fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. Bro, man, I don't think I sold a, a fucking rock out of that bag. So you know it was a snitch probably. Nah, bro. I think he was, I think th- from what he told me, he was outside trying to make a sale. Uh-huh. And the police happened to ride by. They seen him making the sale. Uh-huh. So they jumped out on his ass. You know what I mean? It was a well-known dope area. And search warrants weren't really, uh, that wasn't, that was Well, if you run in a house, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you outside and, 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 and they pursue you and you run in the house, they yeah. gonna run in behind Oh, okay, so they were like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then he's like, I'm out of here, yeah. thanks for coming. Yeah, and it pretty yeah. much got me locked up, though, because he ran right in there to me. Like, why would you bring the police where the rest of the drugs at? Yeah, go That's just run dumb. down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weapons and everything. Like, yeah. Man, tripping. <laughs> Like, out of all the places to fucking run to, bro. Yeah, man, throw that shit or something. You know what I mean? Hit a corner and chalk it. Like, yeah. Yeah, get out. You you can't get caught with possession. Because it's worse when you get caught with it, you know? At what age do you think you realized what the penalties were for certain crimes because you were... were I knew at 12. Yeah, okay. Uh, The first time I got caught for selling drugs, I was... I had what they call AWOL. I I went AWOL from a, a a foster home. Okay. And while I was AWOL, you know, the way that I was surviving was this older dude in my neighborhood, he would allow us to buy, to give him $25, and he would give us $75 worth of cocaine. Oh, nice. And so that's how I'm out there surviving, you know, buying my clothes, buying my food, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, as we say, you know what I mean? And what happened was there was this four-corner, this intersection, this four-corner intersection that we, four of us, was on each side. And when the car, this car came at this particular time, it was my turn to make the sale. And the people were saying, we don't know this car. But I'm like, I'm so I'm so in survivor mode. I'm like, man, I think that I'm thinking they're trying to, you know, play me. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 of course. So I went and I made the sale anyway. And it was a sting the whole time. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, was, the I was 12 when this happened. 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. See, like at 12 years old. So I found out. That I didn't. <laughs> I smoked my I smoked my first cigarette. I think it was like the first illegal thing I ever really did. Yeah, and I was like 15. You're out here selling rocks at 12. Man, for real. Uh, yeah, is there is there a point when you're um, in a gang and you decide to retire from being in a gang? <laughs> well, you know the old saying is right. 
um, what we used to say. We used to say until the casket drop. Okay. So that means, yeah, that, that means it's for life. You know what I mean? Like we come in this way, this is the way we're going to go. But what usually happens is when people get older, a lot of times, you know, for some people, if they start a family, you know, now they got kids and they got responsibilities and their life will go in a different direction. And usually they would move away. So where they ain't got to be surrounded by right. you know, the nonsense and just have a different life. And now, like, what happens with a lot of older people, they'll either join a car club. Because, you know, we have the lowriders in L.A. Of course. So people are like, you know, they'll get into these different kind of hobbies. But they'll still be around it. But, you know, the older you are, you can't be as active as you was when you were young. Mm-hmm. So and then you already solidified yourself in the streets. So you don't have to go as hard no more. Okay. You know, so they'll still be around it, but not actively involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And now a lot of guys, what they're doing, a lot of uh, blacks in L.A. have started these motorcycle clubs as well. So, you know, they got We see that. Yeah. We see that being a big thing. Yeah. So a lot of them are going to things like that as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they, as far as, you know, being active in the streets, you know, with drugs and and weapons and all the crime now nah, they you know the older you get the more you get away from that you're you know? just yeah people just kind of fade out of it. yeah but you'll still see them around like you'll still see them in the neighborhood with all these kids like some of my homeboys over there with gray hair you know what i'm saying with grandchildren and shit and they standing on the block with all these 21 22 <laughs> year olds yeah some people never leave bro it's like some people never change and then some people do so is there anything that could ever happen now that would make you revert back to your old ways. No. To you know what I mean? No. Nothing. Because the reason why I get the reason why I got away and moved away from it, because if you're there, you're involved. It's just pretty much how it goes. Like if you're there, like if I'm in the hood with you right now and somebody ride up and shoot you, I have to be I have to Yeah. I have to handle that because I'm here. Yeah, I appreciate it. But that. if I'm not there, yeah. Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for not leaving me hanging, bro. If I'm not there, then I... I'm I'd really fucking not, choose somebody for you, too. Yeah, for just sure. Just so you know. That's, I mean, that's just how it goes. <clears throat> but if you're not there, you're not responsible. Yeah, so. absolutely. So the best thing is to, like, separate yourself, you know? I think when you said that about how they kind of set they're around it, because even at the barbecue. Yeah. Right? Like, you get... And the, and the ones that were the most intimidating were the younger kids. Yeah. Right? But they're the wildest ones. Like yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they just look like they're ready to pop off. They are. You know? You know what I mean? A lot of them kids right now, they looking to make a name for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Them the ones you got to really Somebody like. was there. This is a funny story. I'll tell this. So, we're there, and uh, I walk up to somebody, and uh, we're talking, and then he, like, hits, like, taps me, and he's like, oh, man. We're electronic shopping today, aren't we? You know? Uh, yeah, I swear. And then his friend next to him. Yeah. <laughs> his friend next. And I know what that means. I'm not yeah, dumb. Yeah, of course, of course. You know? <laughs> and uh, his friend next to him was like, no, no, no. We're not shopping today, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm glad People you're like not shopping today. People like to fuck today. with you, though, too, man. You gotta, oh, they were definitely fucking yeah, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's like their way of uh, of welcoming you to the neighborhood. For sure, because they know. knew I wasn't going to do shit if they did decide to take it, you know? You got it. Like, this guy is sitting <laughs> over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who who was it when they was filming Menace? Was it the Menace to the side? Yeah, so, you know, now you got this big movie production in the projects, and you got all these wolves out here just like, hmm, I wonder how much that camera costs. Yeah, I believe <laughs> that, dude. I believe that. Yeah, bro. So, yeah. I mean, it <laughs> happens, too, but a lot of times the thing about L.A. that I tell people long as people get to know you, bro, they'll they'll open up to you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like you think everybody is just 
just crazy, crazy, which they are, you know what I'm saying? But it's to a certain extent. They're really down-to-earth people. Everybody was super nice at where we went. Yeah. And that's where your name also came up again because of me. I was like, does anybody know him? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you know, can we make this work or whatever? Yeah. And Menace was like, I know him. And then a couple other people were like, I know him, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I was like, all right. I was like, let's see if we can make this work. But yeah, being in Gonzalez Park, like I said, for all of us was life-changing. Did you spend any time in that specific area Oh, all? no. No, that, that, that area was off limits for me. That was no fly zone for you. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't come where I'm at either. And, you know, it's not... You know, it's like, it's, it's wise. You know, I know Menace. Like, if I was there with him, I'd be cool. If you went right now, what's If I went that? right now, I, I can go there. I just wouldn't hang there too long. I understand. Because a lot of times, it's, it's, it's not necessarily them, but when other people start coming who don't know you as well... You know, things could change. You know what I mean? Ah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. They all they see is, you know. They, yeah, he's from over there. You yeah. Know? That's all. And they might, they, it might have been a situation where they had with somebody from where I'm from, and they never got their revenge. And you that's know? all it takes. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's still insane to think about. Yeah. 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 I somebody, somebody it. pulled up to that spot that was a crip for sure. Yeah. Because they were the only ones wearing blue, and I certainly made sure I wasn't that day. What would the perception have been had I shown up wearing either all red or all blue? I think you'd have been okay, man. Yeah? yeah. Not in, like, in like you know, whatever, like a ha-ha kind of way. They would have been probably trying to clown you or something. I believe it. I didn't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they went, no, I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I thought about it. I was like, I, I'd rather just never find out what happens. Yeah, nah. You, you, know? you was there with the right person. You'd have been all right. Yeah, and yeah, is that what it's really all about? That's really what it's all about. Okay. The person got to have enough respect in that space to where people know they know better. What is Menace's street cred? I like to hear this. He's a, he's we we would say he's a real one. And okay. a real one means somebody that he already stamped himself and he's respected, so you ain't got nothing to worry about. And that's what it is. It is what it is. And that's a younger generation than you. Yeah, the yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, for sure. Menace is well, how old is Menace, I think? You know, there's conflicting something? stories on this. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm 48, I've, so. I don't know. I've seen, I think the internet says 36. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, a, he's a few generations. Somebody else, somebody, somewhere else, I think it's at 42. Okay. And then every time I see him, I always forget to ask. Yeah. I mean, he literally just stayed with us for like 72 hours straight, and I completely forgot to ask him how old he was. Yeah, yeah. What do you think can be done to shed more light on Easy es death? Um, I believe that they should probably do a film on him. Yeah. Specifically him. Like, you know, where he come from. Um, you know, and just like get into his story, like just his story pretty much. You know what I mean? Because he has a he has a great story, bro, like his uh his humble beginnings and things like that. And then you gotta think of like now that you've been to Gonzalez Park and you see the people that was there, can you imagine somebody there thinking of uh owning a record label? Like just just think just think if this was the eighties, right? Can you imagine somebody thinking that outside the box? You know what I mean? Like it's I couldn't either. You can no. see when you're there how the survival mode is still present. Absolutely. You know, and right. we were we were there and we had a really good time on the way out of there. Yeah. Mark was driving and he stopped to do something on his phone, like in the middle of the street, you know. Yeah. 
And I was like, go, 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 yeah. go, go, go. He's like, what? Why? I was like, I don't think you understand. You yeah. can't just pull up on someone's house and stop. No, you really, really. This, yeah. And I was like, we just had a great time, and I totally get it, but you have to respect what it is. So. Yeah, for sure. See, the thing about that is, like, when you go into those areas, you don't know if something transpired, like, an hour before you guys got there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if somebody would have came by and shot at that park, and now y'all happen to be there, you know what I mean? Like, that's the danger about it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so, yeah, it's kind of, it's tricky, man, down there. Is, is the, like, as far as a gang, like a, like a shooting and stuff, do they happen in the sense of, like, people just sitting at the park hanging out like that and then someone drives by? And it definitely on? could because their, their rivals, their main rivals today are really surrounded. They are, they surrounded by all the people they don't get along with. And well, I don't know if you've seen that street, Rosecrans. Did yeah. See? Yeah. Well, right across the street from them is their rivals. Is literally so the stores on that side is where their rivals go to the store, the yeah. gas station, and then they right across the street. So I mean, if they happen to see, you know, all they do is got to see somebody, and it, it can happen like that. You know. Well, where was the car wash Baby Lane was killed at? That's by Compton High School on Alondra. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was kind of looking when we were driving around for that or whatever. Yeah, y'all was that was like sheesh, Rosecrans and Alondra. Yeah, y'all was a few blocks away. Yeah. Yeah. What year did he die? What year did he get killed? I believe it was '98, if I'm not mistaken. But it wasn't on some. It had nothing to do with Tupac's death. No, from from you know the story that I received, there was somebody that owed him some money. He happened to be riding by. He see a dude that he you know I guess he gave him some work. Yeah, and he never got paid, and so driving by, you see him at the gas station. They say bust a U-turn. He get out. An argument ensues, and at some point, weapons were drawn and shots, you know, shots was fired. Two people ended up on the ground, and from what I heard, is like when he was driving off, one of the dudes who was shot got a shot off, and the, the bullet came through the back window, through his seat, hit him in the shoulder. Oh. Some some crazy shit like that. It was that. one one bullet that one killed bullet, him. One yeah. bullet. Was there any retaliation when he got home because of the Tupac situation? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, because Suge Nam is from a they from a Pyro gang. Baby Lane them is from a, a Crip gang. And they that war like between them, they were already they already had a feud before. It had nothing to do with music, it was street shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. that made it even a little bit worse. You know what I mean? And then you got Suge. Suge is a, a, a rich dude at this point. And, you know, he can, you can make a lot of things happen when you got a lot of money. So, yeah, it was a lot a lot of things happen as a result of that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I think that was probably a scary time to even be around him. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was normal for us. Like, it wasn't nothing, you know. We was we was. It was what to, it was. That was, yeah, that yeah, was just was, another day. Yeah, just another day in the That's just another day for you guys. Yeah. So, I appreciate you talking about that stuff and then opening up about, you know, how you, how mentally, like, that just, it just doesn't sit with you. Nah, bro. Like, I wish none of it ever happened, to be honest with you. Um, you know, like, I mean, come on, man. What was it? What was it? It wasn't worth anything. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like people lost their lives pretty much over nothing. And that's the saddest part about it. You know what I mean? Here it is, one of the greatest rappers of all time. Just being with the wrong people at the wrong time, bro. And for whatever reason, he felt like, from what I heard about Tupac, they say he was loyal to a fault. So, like, if he's with you and you have a problem with somebody, he's going to he's gonna be in the mix of it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's just unfortunately that the people that they had the issue with was just as crazy as they were. 
You know how that go. Yeah, it's just sad. It's sad, man, to look back on it. You know, when I was younger, I had a different way of feeling about it. But the older I got and the more I thought about it, it's just senseless, bro. It's just senseless bullshit. When did you change? When did you realize that you changed? And then how long do you think, how long did it take you to change? Because I'm I'm still growing, bro. Okay. Still, yeah, I'm still growing. But I just, like, I came to a point. Because when I was in prison, bro, this is what happened. Like, I kept getting in trouble when I first got to jail. I always ended up in a hole. Like, every other month I was in a hole for some bullshit. And I was like, I got, you know, it's important when you have a date. When you go to prison and you have a release date. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? So it's like, you want to try to make that, you know? So after about a year of getting in trouble, I had came to the yard. You come out your building and you see... Because every prison is like territorial as well, so everybody have their space on the yard. Okay. So I come outside and I just look and see what everybody's doing, and you can see all the BS, right? And so I'm like, yo, like I got to really be here for like nine more years dealing with all these fucking people, you know? <laughs> so I'm looking on the yard, and I'm just trying to like, I'm gauging what everybody's doing. You see people gambling. You see people drinking wine, smoking weed. Um, people working out and then when I looked over and I saw the Muslims they were all smiling they got books open and they just had a different spirit you know what I mean and so what I did was I started going around them working out with them yeah and I'll question them and ask <coughs> different things and and it, that was like the beginning for me you know what I mean and so over time it was just me fighting against that mentality you know it was right. kind of difficult at first because I come from somewhere from the street and if I see like if I, especially if I knew you from the streets and then you have a situation, it's gonna be hard for me not to get involved. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you think you'd be dead if you continued down that path? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if I never went to prison for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you didn't do you know, you you did do that and you found God and you you just went out, you did your thing, you did your time, but you really did change. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of people in there that spend even more than 10 years in mm-hmm. jail and they don't change at all. Absolutely. Right? I will start wrapping up, but I really want to know what you have going on now and then what you'd love everybody to know about. Yeah, what you got going on now, things you're looking forward to. You know, right now I have a, a podcast called The Hub and Dub Next Level Podcast. That's something that um I've been doing since January with my, my good friend here, Redman, and uh, my other friend, eBay. Um, and I'm I still do music, you know what I mean. So I'm right now I'm finna begin working on a new album, and I I do it for fun, bro. I've been I've been rapping since it was a hobby, so yeah, it's something that's gonna always be a part of me. So I I do music all the time, and I'm also trying to do some independent filming and things like that. Good. Yeah. Good. And then I have another podcast as well that I trademarked, where it's just me. But it has a, a big production. You should talk about your theories on Easy's death on your podcast. On my podcast, you yeah, should. I have, I have actually. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's something I have that we haven't put out yet, but I have spoke on it. Yeah, yet. yeah, absolutely. That's I, I would really love to hear that uh, of you just going crazy in depth about the whole thing. Yeah, because I could sit here with you all night. Well, I got a song, bro. I got time. a song I released in 2011. I, I dropped an album called Easy E's Protege. I spoke a lot about uh, that situation on a song. Did you? Yeah. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, for I sure. I probably haven't listened to that one. I've listened yeah. to Real Motherfucking G's like yeah, know, yeah. 100 times on fucking. Yeah, it's crazy too how that song, man. Like, I keep seeing so much about that on the internet right now. Yeah? Yeah, it's like the little kids, like the younger generation of kids who are just now hearing it, bro. They keeping that shit going, bro. Like, that'll it's live so on. It's so crazy. That's a, it's just, that'll live on forever. Yeah. 
Remember how you was talking about it? It only takes that one thing. I was just in the Museum of Natural History. There was a thing about Easy. Oh, really? I'm like 99% sure. Hold on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Y'all definitely got to go there. National Museum of African American Culture. That's where it was. And he's in there? They got, oh, wow. Got some pictures? (laughs) I think this when they first went to London, I think back in 88 or 89. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's dope, man. Yeah, they have all yeah, kinds guy, of stuff that there. That guy is like my hero, man. I'm not going to lie because that that he took a chance. You know, he took a chance on me. You know what I mean? Like, I've been rapping since I was 12 years old, and this guy gave me a shot like that, and my life ain't never been the same and since that time. And it's fucking easy And it's fucking easy out of all people. Yeah, out of all the people. It's not like this, like, oh, he was pretty well known, but he, yeah. it's fucking easy Right. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the podcast, your time to meet you talking about all the different things. Right. Um, I know we bounced around a lot, but uh, I really appreciate it. And Thank you for having me. You'll man. definitely be back it. on one of these days. For, for sure, sure. For sure. Likewise, cool. you got to come on mine as uh, well. Just let me know, man. I'm, I'm down to chop it up for sure. For sure. For I'm sure. down to th- throw out some conspiracy theories on this <laughs> all day. All day. I'll start the shit on this one. For sure, so, bro. All right, Thank you're looking you, out. No doubt, dude. Thank you. Oh, no, I didn't ask my question. I'm an idiot. I'm too excited. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy would you rate yourself or would you consider yourself to be? And if you're not a 10, what do you think you can do to get yourself closer to a 10? I would say I'm about a 7. Um, the thing the thing that I, you know, that what I feel can get me to 10 would be just being closer to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think nothing, to me, nothing else in this world really matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's a saying of Prophet Muhammad, um, he said that he said the, he said this world compared to the next life is like dipping your finger in the ocean and whatever water is on your hand is is like the life of this world and the rest of the ocean is how the next world is so it's things like that you know what i'm saying that that gives me a different perspective on what life really is and what it really means and i think you know for a lot of people these material things in this family it could be anything that you attach yourself to at the end of the day, your eternity to me means more than all of this because you never coming back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, that's way more important than everything else. And if I can just, you know, get myself in a space that I believe I should be in, I think I'd be a lot more happy. Yeah. 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 I appreciate the honesty. For sure. Yeah. And I hope you get there too. And whatever we can do to help support you on that too, let us know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because I think it's, uh, always notable especially coming from the situation you come from right you could have been a lot of things oh for and sure this probably wasn't on uh percentage and statistically wise yeah, where you definitely. were supposed to end up so i couldn't i couldn't have told you in a million years that i'll still be right here right yeah well thank you again and we're good thank sure. god for thank you, you live i would have forgot <laughs> to ask my question thank you guys.